Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Scouts overlied on heavily when evaluating talent. Teams should be drafting for the future and not just immediate needs. It all starts with the quarterback position. Thank you for listening to the East-West Football Podcast with Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley, and now here is your host, Fidel Barraza. Thanks for listening. Happy Father's Day. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great, man. I hope the same for all the fathers who's out there today. Man, I had a great Father's Day weekend. You know, got to spend time with the family. And, man, just really pumped about this show. Let's get started. Yeah, so today joining us is the host of the Bonte Stanning Guru Show on 95.7 The Game. You can hear him from 10 to 2. Daryl, the Guru Johnson. How you doing, Daryl? Hey, I'm doing good, man. I appreciate the invite. Hey, man, we appreciate you coming on. It's a huge deal for us. And uh, happy Father's Day, by the way. Hey, I really appreciate that, uh, especially with everything that's going on, man. It's just good to be around family. And uh, back at you guys. Happy Father's Day to you all as well. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Guru, let's get started. Let's talk some Bay Area football. Let's start off with the 49ers. Uh, what have you thought about their offseason moves so far draft-wise? How do you think they bear it out? You know what they 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 lost Buckner and I was a little nervous for for what the defense was going to be, um, you know, moving forward until they got you know what they did in the draft in regard to get, getting a linebacker and a wide receiver that a lot of people didn't think in Brandon Ayuk that he was going to be drafted. I thought you know I hadn't heard of Ayuk. I'm gonna be honest, but I know Kyle Shanahan is the one of the best and most creative offensive play callers in the game so I'm gonna hold off judgment because it was kind of a head scratcher like you you, you had more talent I believe or more of a uh, uh names and proven wide receivers at that position but you get your man Ayuk out of Arizona State so we'll see you know what impact if any he has on the San Francisco 49ers moving forward but as you guys know real quick here I'm concerned now because Debo Samuel, who was, I mean, had a phenomenal rookie season, is now dealing with a broken foot, a Jones fracture. And we all know, you know, he's on Instagram or social media saying he'll be back before week one. But, you know, I'm older than the youngsters. So we know things take time and you got to proceed with caution. So I say all that to say now is what impact is all that going to have? Because you're taking a step back unless you bring in an Antonio Brown, who I would phone and see what he was doing. That's just me. But what impact is this going to have on Garoppolo? Okay, now you got Kittle. You can double Kittle. Then what are you going to do on the wideout position? And you got a lot of 49er receivers that are coming back from injury. And I say that to say is you don't know if you can count on them. So so these youngsters, Jaylen, they're dealing with injuries from last season. So it's not just about running routes and being effective. It's about staying healthy. So, you know, I'm a reserve judgment on their draft. I just know they lost Emmanuel Sanders. 
We talked about Buckner. They kept Armstead. You know, we can go back and forth on was that the right decision, but what impact will that have on Bosa? Was Buckner the real Bosa? You know how a D-line has that trickle-down effect to where guys get numbers and, and you don't know why, but now he's not there. We'll see Bosa do it when all eyes are on him. So I'm going to give the 49ers the benefit of the doubt, but I got to tell you, fellas, I, I'm, I'm pretty concerned. Uh, you know what? The other thing, too, that I was just thinking about yesterday was that George Kittle wants to get paid, right? So who knows what's going to happen with that? You know, if he's going to sit out and wait for the money. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? If I'm j- Okay, listen. George Kittle is everything right now. But I know he had four receptions in the Super Bowl. And the reason that was, and I'm not even coming down his road at all, because the, the 49er O-line was getting to take, you know, they were taking it to him. The Chiefs were. So he had to stay in and block. And when you talk about dominant tight ends, pass reception tight ends like Gronk, in money time, that's when they show up. So I, I was looking at it from afar like, man, how is Kittle not being a target? But I say that to say, with this injury to Debo, if I'm Kittle, I'm holding out. I'm not coming to training camp until you get me a contract. And right now, me personally, I know he's dealing with a torn labrum. I've been arguing with my fellas about how does that not concern you moving forward. This dude is physical. He loves to block. What if it rears its head, you know, in the first year of a new contract you give him? But at the end of the day, to me, with this, with this injury to Debo, I would give Kittle a blank check. And I do believe he's the best tight end in the NFL right now. But the injury concerns, and I speak on that torn labrum, they do concern me. Yeah, so then we actually had a question from one of our listeners, Paulo Rivera. He wanted me to ask you, who is the unsung hero of that 49ers offense? You know what? That's a great question, and I'm going to go with Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm going to go with Jimmy Garoppolo. And the reason I say that is – I know a lot of people hated on Jimmy because he got paid and he wasn't proven, but that's not his fault. He came in, won five games, but I do know this. He tore his knee up in Kansas City. I've never been an NFL quarterback, but we see what it is to sit back there, uh, just the mental warfare of hanging in the pocket. And last season, Jimmy Garoppolo did that, and I never once said, oh, he looks nervous, he looks scared, he looks shaky. Now, I've read some articles this offseason. There's a little noise coming out of 49ers headquarters that, you know, he couldn't get a lot of all the mustard on some of the out throws. But, again, I give him, you know, an Academy Award for disguising it because it wasn't apparent to me when I watched the Niners. And I know people think of Steve Young, uh, Joe Montana when it comes to Niner quarterbacks. But when you get to the Super Bowl and you're six minutes away from winning, which the Niners were, and, and Jimmy had messed up, I know he threw a pick, I don't think he gets enough roses thrown at his feet. Because had he got that victory, if had they won, we would be talking about Jimmy Garoppolo in a whole, whole nother hemisphere. But that's not how sports works. They didn't get it done. And now here he is with a hampered wide receiving core and a rookie to go along with it. But to answer your question, Jimmy Garoppolo is the the, the unheralded um, player on the offensive end for me. Yeah, you, you know what? To me, I mean, that's, yeah. you make some really great points, right? I mean, he, he's he's the easy scapegoat, right, of why they, they didn't win the Super Bowl, why they gave up that lead to Kansas City, right? So 
you know, people forget. I mean, Jimmy G. I mean, he was a he was pretty good for the 49ers in the you know in the regular season. No, he was, and and I'm gonna say this: Did he throw some interceptions in the playoffs against Minnesota? You know, Bonte, my, my my counterpart on the show, Bonte Hill, calls him the Jimmy Ono throws. But let's be honest: Every quarterback, you know, has those Ono throws. And Jimmy is really not a seasoned veteran. Yeah, he's older than the average rookie. But at the end of the day, if you look at his numbers last year and his completion percentage, he was there. But I say this to say that. That that, that game against Green Bay where they kind of just ran the ball, I, you, you know, that, that, that didn't help him to me in and the Minnesota game. And you got that next to your record in, in an era of, you know, where they're throwing the ball all day, almost every down. I didn't like that for Jimmy because from afar, and I know he's not supposed to worry about the noise, but we do, it looked like Kyle Shanahan may have lost some faith in him or confidence. I don't believe that to be true, but at the end of the day, they were gashing. They were gashing their opponent. So why would you stop running? But uh, but Jimmy has something to prove. So if that ever were to you know happen again, you wouldn't look at it from this vantage point of, okay, they're just taking advantage of the defense's weakness, but they didn't do that in this instance. I think people held it against Jimmy as if he was, you, you know, he had some shortcomings, and that's why they didn't throw the ball as much as they did in the NFL playoff game. Jerry, Kendall, th- any thoughts? Yes, um, that's, that's real good, though, Darrell. Um, I read it on real quick, but I want to ask you one thing about I'm not, I hear you're a Cowboys fan, correct? Oh, no doubt. So, Oh, yes. I want to ask you, what, what's your take on the Dak situation with the Cowboys? Do you think okay. he's going to report on time or do you – I mean, what do what you think is going to happen there? Listen, listen, I, I, I'm no Ron Jaworski, but I know quarterbacks. And one thing that I'll take to my grave is that the world didn't really know how good a quarterback Tony Romo was. Was he perfect? No. Did he know how to play with the defense before pre-snap? Yes, he did. And we got to see that when he was in the booth sharing what was going through his head, and he became a phenom. But I already knew, again, Romo had warts, but I I always had confidence in him because I knew he knew what the defense was doing. I don't feel that way with Dak Prescott. One and six against playoff teams last season, and I just find it offensive that he's listening to his, his, uh, his agent and he's trying to break the bank or set the market as if he's a top five quarterback in the NFL. He's not a top five quarterback. And the Eagles had defenders in wheelchairs the last game, win or you're in, which Romo lost three of them, but Romo never had a defense. And I say that to say is Dak had his worst game last year against the Eagles, win or go, win or win the division, and he couldn't get that done. So I'm sitting back like, how good does this guy think he is? Because he's not dealing in reality. He puts up numbers. I think they're hollow. And now the fact that they got C.D. Lamb and you got Zeke, who's rested, and you got Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper, that O-line, I, I hope he plays on the franchise tag because if he messes it up, it will not be because he didn't have weaponry. It will be because he was deficient in reading these defenses. And I and and listen, I'm a black man. I know the plight of the black quarterback. So I'm always rooting extra, extra for the black quarterback because I know what Warren Moon had to go through. So I say all that to say as passionate as it because I mean this, Dak has used all that equity up 
And that's why I'm saying what I'm saying here is I hope he doesn't sign and I hope he plays on the franchise tag because he, I'm from Missouri. Show me Dak that you can do it when you got everything around you because we can make the argument right now that he's got the best offensive situation in the NFL right now. Yes, I, I, I 100% agree there. I was going to say the same thing. And I'm going to ask you one more thing. I'm going to bring up another former Cowboy in this next question I ask you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take it back to the Bay Area a minute. What What do you think, like, with the, with the situation with Debo Samuel when I'm getting hurt and they got some receiver depth issues right now, do you think – could you see the 49ers reaching out to a fragile wide receiver like a Dez Bryant to come in there for depth and, and, and just sign there and just, just be a, a pretty good go-to, go-to guy for the 49ers this year? Man, that, that's a great one, and you must somehow be reading my notebook because tomorrow's show, that's what I'm bringing up. Everybody's talking about Antonio Brown, but Dez Bryant is out there by yes, all sir. accounts, by the video. He, he looks like he's ready. Again, I'm no scout, but when – you just went to the Super Bowl and lost. Teams don't get to get back that next year. Just look at the stats. I think it's like, what, 12, 8 to 12% somewhere in that area where teams actually get back and revenge that loss. I say that to say Dez would be perfect. Dez is a possession receiver. You don't need him to be uh, Jerry Rice. I don't mm-hmm. know what his speed is, but I'll tell you this. If 88 showed up to the Niners camp, yes, sir. he would be the best receiver, the best option Jimmy Garoppolo had. And real quick, when we talk about, um, oh, the Niners got this great locker room, you know, environment. Okay, that's one thing, but show me. Test it out like New England did with Antonio Brown. And the only reason, it's real quick, Antonio Brown didn't stay is he had another quote-unquote case that kind of mm-hmm. popped up that nobody knew about. Dez right. will not mess anything up. He knows this is probably his last chance, and I am rooting for him. But not just the Cowboy connection. I really think he can help the 49ers. So that, that, that's a great point, man. And I'm yeah. wondering if Shanahan and Lynch are going to test their locker room that has guys like Sherman and, and this great environment. So let's see it because they need it. And I hope they don't try to, you know, we'll just do it by committee and we'll all scheme guys open, you know, Kyle Shanahan. Go get there. See what he has. You owe it to your team. Yes, yes. Thank you, Derek. And the guys will tell you, the coach, they'll tell you, man, I'm one of the biggest Dez fans out here. Man, <laughs> he's a big, he, he is the biggest Dez Bryant supporter. What was the stat? What was the stat from, and and it was Romo, this is what gets me mad real quick about Dak. He doesn't trust it. Like, Mm -hmm. Romo would know that Dez was like LeBron James in pads going to high point the ball. So, for Dak, you had to be 20 yards wide open for him to throw it to you. And 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 I got mad real quick on my couch every Sunday because people start talking about Dez lost a step. And maybe he lost a half step. But what Dez lost was the confidence in his quarterback from putting it in an area, the ball, and letting him go get it. And I watched this demise, and people tell me that Dez is done, and and it just bothered me. And I'm going to say this. I know I'm low-winded. Dez had a perfect, perfect scenario in New Orleans before mm-hmm. he got hurt. And that's, yep. that's why sports is, can be so cruel. I thought that would have gave him the opportunity to show everybody I'm not done. And it didn't manifest. But I would love to see him in a Niner uniform. Yes, couldn't agree, couldn't agree no more. Appreciate it, Daryl. Yeah, Daryl, those are all great points. Uh, I, you know, especially for myself, you know, I, I, I watch the Cowboys. Uh, you know, I'm from Texas personally, and 
I'll tell you this, you know, sometimes it is very frustrating, frustrating, right? When you, when you see Dak, he's almost staring down exactly where he's going to throw the ball sometimes. And, uh, I mean, you brought up some good points. And, I mean, I just think a deal needs to get done. And like you said, I mean, it needs to be fair to the team. And I guess fair to him, too. But but uh, I, I, I do have a couple of questions. Uh, so, Guru, tell me, what is it that you love the most about being a, a, a sports commentator? You know what? It, it's, the, it's the ability and platform to wake up every day, get my head off my pillow, and have a forum to do what I would be doing had I not been on the radio. Every day I get to hear from people that I, I don't know, that I know, that I'm familiar with. And I say that to say is everybody's entitled to their opinion. And the beauty of sports talk radio is nobody is right or wrong, but it's the, it's, it's the passion and the form that you get to share your opinion to where you agree or disagree. And why I was blessed, you know, to win the contest and now get the platform for four hours, 20 hours a week. I, I was listening. I was that guy in the car. I was the guy at lunch listening to all these different talk shows in the Bay Area, even Dallas radio, Pittsburgh radio, because I'm a Pirate fan as well. And now – there's never that, oh, I hate my job. My mom always said, find a job you love, son. You'll never work another day in your life. And I love sports, all three, baseball, basketball, football. And again, to answer your question, man, I wake up every day knowing I don't have to look at something that I'm not 100% invested in. This is all natural. Right. The feelings would be there. I would be talking to my dad, my, my best friends, if I didn't have this forum. But now – not only do I get the form that allows me to go to these games and just and watch it from a whole different vantage point, it's a beautiful thing, man. Wow. And and to the second one would, would be kind of to piggyback off that. Like let's just say there's a someone young, you know, or or like Kendall, right? Okay. Who, who would like to maybe perhaps pursue, you know, being a sports commentator, what would be some advice that you could share with us. You know what? My, and, and I mean this. So don't take no for an answer and mm -hmm. don't let anybody tell you that you can't overcome, you can't achieve, or you can't accomplish what your goal is. And I'll say this back in 2012, social media was kind of just getting started, but had it not been for 95, seven, the game, throwing that content, throwing that contest, the American idol version of the lucky break, I wouldn't be talking to you now because I didn't really use social media. I, I, I wasn't savvy enough and I, and I hadn't seen examples. And I say that to say now is if you're in that position and you're not on the radio or maybe the program director's not returning any of your calls, you now have Instagram, you now have Twitter. I mean, yeah. you, 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 these, these, it's almost like now Twitter there is no actual, okay, yeah, you got guys like me that do a show 10 to 2. But my point is, my platform is almost the same as, as, as the youngsters that are yearning to get on because it's that powerful. So I say, get creative, do your podcast, record on your iPhone or whatever device you have, because now technology, has, to me, has bridged that gap so to where yeah, you want the big break. You want to be Puff Daddy and Snoop Dogg and get the big contract. 
But what I'm saying is back in the in the 90s, in the late 80s, if you didn't know anybody, it was impossible. Now I am watching men and women get creative on the app, on the, on a podcast, through the phone, putting it on Twitter. And it get, it got the you have the ability now to gain traction and followers to where instead of you reaching out, you may have a program director see what you're doing and what you're putting out in social media to where they contact you. So again, don't take no for an answer. If this is what you want to do, you know, it's going to be some ups and downs, but stay focused and again, maximize technology to get your voice out there. Wow. Yes. Thank you. Man, Guru, man, you're, man, that's great advice. You know, it's, you know, how we all started this podcast. Truth be told, we don't know each other. We live in three different states. No California, way. Texas, <laughs> North Carolina. Yes. So, it, it, so just to kind of give you a little bit of insight how we met. So we met through this person that we do not associate with anymore uh, via uh, Instagram. Okay. He, he had us in a group, and there was about 50 of us. And uh, me and Kendall connected. We wanted to start a podcast. There was two other guys that were involved, but then they said, hey, no, we can't do it. So then Kendall ended up recruiting Jerry. Uh, Jerry's from Texas. Uh, you know, we just we had a couple of talks and we started doing the show. And, man, it's, you know, we started back in February, man, and we have a, just a massive following, not only here in the U.S., but in other countries. So yep. we're, in, we're in Spain, we're in Brazil, we're in Canada. Um, so it's That's, it's just great, man. So you're doing exactly what, what I just talked about, basically. <laughs> And then listen, real quick, normally you would be, the ideal situation is you would be in a studio and we'd be staring Mm -hmm. each other in the eyes. And since COVID-19, I haven't been to the the station in three months. And with technology, now I use the Lucy app, the station, I'm doing the show in my living room and, you know, I'm looking at the guys on Zoom, but you guys are taking that, you know, times 10 because you're in different states. That's phenomenal, man. That is truly phenomenal. And again, Another point for technology, the fact that you told me to download this app, and now here we are. I mean, this is crazy, man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, Guru, what I was telling the guys, if, if you have a vision, you know where you're going, you know, anything, anything's yep. possible. So you yep, just right. have to have a vision for that. Hey, but real quick, Guru, I have to ask you about my Las Vegas Raiders. I know they're not in the Bay Area anymore. But they're still, you know, they're still close by and there's still, a, you know, a huge following as far as fans go here in California. So what are your thoughts on, you know, on the move to Vegas, uh, offseason moves? Uh, just what do you think of the Las Vegas Raiders? Now, I told you earlier that my dad uh, was born in Texas. So that's how I became a Cowboy fan. But I was born in Oakland and it was a gut punch just for all my friends, family and, and where I live for them to see the Raiders move twice. And now I saw a video of what the the dome or whatever what what's their I forget the name of the stadium. Allegiant Stadium. Allegiant, man, it looks for not like something out of Star Wars, the Death Star. So, yeah. as much as I'm excited about football, I'm like, man, what have the Raiders done in the draft? Because we talked about Garoppolo. I think he has an upside. Um, I think Derek Carr, if he were stock, I would sell. I just I, I think that John Gruden knows that he's not what he wants in a quarterback, and hopefully I'm proven wrong. But now that you got you know rugs out there, you you got a weapon for him. We'll we'll find out what Derek does, and I do root for the Raiders. I I, I want them to have success. So we'll see how it manifests. 
Last season wasn't that great. And I'm going to say this, John Gruden, you were great in the booth. Uh, some people say you won your Super Bowl with Tony Dungy's team. At oh, man. Yep. And I say all that to say, if you look at his drafts, man, John Gruden is not what, 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 what we think he is. Like, he still needs to show more. Mm-hmm. And I don't know right now, talking to you all, how confident I am in this year's 2020 uh, Las Vegas Raiders. But I w- will say this. I think they had a damn good draft. And now, Derek Carr, you are on the clock because now you got something to work with. You got some toys. And we'll see if, if you're scared or if you're, if you're the quarterback that John Gruden needs to get to the next level. So from that standpoint, I'm excited. And when I see just where they're going to be playing, and I hope they do play, I'm excited for what the Raiders got going. Yeah, you know what? It's, you know, this year for Carr is either, you know, He's going to have a great year or he's going to have a horrible year and he's going to get benched and Mariota's going to start playing over him. I mean, uh, just think about that. Mariota may, just real quick, I know, he may be better than Carr. Like, if I had to bet right now and you said, who's your question? I would take Mariota. So, so I know Carr is the type of guy that'll go and post something emotional, but I don't like guys that are going to tell me what they're going to do. Just do it. Be a killer and do it. Because when you write it, you never really back it up. And that lets me know that somebody's renting space, you know, in your mental, in your mental, your mental dome. So just do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Guru, you know what? But last night, I mean, we, me and my buddies had a really good conversation. We were talking about the whole car and Mariota situation. And I asked myself, do I really want a guy that lost his starting job to Ryan Tannehill that only throws seven passes a game? Do I really want that? You know, in my quarterback, and I said, no, no way. We're way better off with Derek Carr than Marcus Mariota. Well, I will say this. It, it goes back to the marriage thing. A lot of times, man, the quarterback is a byproduct of the system that the head coach has has intact. And I do remember Mariota at Kansas City being up 14 nothing in a playoff game a couple years ago. So I'll judge him on his best day. And to me, when they were up 14-0 and you see him run, you think, okay, this kid is going to be what he was coming out of college. And then he hit some road bumps. Maybe the confidence was lost. But Derek Carr, watching him throw, give up on a play and throw it in the turf to basically send a message that I don't want to get hit, that bothers me. So I'd rather watch a quarterback struggle like Mariota that's staying in the pocket than Derek Carr to me. And I, and I, I, I could be, you know, some could say I'm being too, too overly critical, but watching him throw the ball in the turf, man, I'm no John Madden, just reeks of a guy that's scared to sit back in the pocket and take a hit. And ever since that leg injury, to me, he hasn't been the same. So I I, I would rather take on Mariota and, and his warts as opposed to what I deem Carr and, and the fear factor is, is really what's bothering him. Hey, the, those are really great, you know, great points, Guru. Speaking of backup quarterbacks, what are your thoughts on Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle? I love Jerry Jones, and I know a lot, I don't want to get political here because I'll tell you guys that I'm black, but I wish Jerry not saying anything about these protests. I mean, he I think he's saying something with it. So he doesn't need to come out and say anything now. You know, the silence is, is saying everything. But on a side note, I love the fact that they brought in Dalton because, again, now you got Dalton in probably the best situation, well, not probably, the best offensive situation ever when you look at the weaponry he has available to him. And that's why I think Dak is playing with fire. If you don't get this deal done 
or you want to get this deal done so you could turn on Sports Center and say you're the highest paid quarterback or just until Mahomes redoes his deal because you know that's who deserves it. And I'm not saying Dak is not good or doesn't bring things to the table, but you look at those numbers strongly, man. Dak leaves a lot of meat on the bone, and Andy Dalton, to me, would be the perfect type of quarterback to play within himself, hand it to Zeke. Uh, I, I think he reads defenses better than Dak. I'm going to put that out there. So if something, I'm not rooting for anything to happen to Dak. If he were to miss a game or get hurt, I would be so ultra confident in Andy Dalton. And that's why I just thought it was a, just a macaroni move by the Cowboys to bring him in basically for nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he is in the best situation, right? I mean, yeah, Dak, he he has to play, right? Because let's just say he he sits out for the money. Andy Dalton's playing. They're 6-0. and All right, Dak says, all right, I'm ready to come back. Are you really going to pull Dalton and put Dak in if you guys are 6-0? and Wow. I don't think you're going to. No, and we saw with Romo, right? When, when the Cowboys were getting off to a hot start, you didn't want to mess up. You don't want to mess up momentum and, and, and Dak part they got into a job and the Cowboys eventually, you know, parting ways with Romo. But Andy Dalton, to me, we could sit here and make an argument that he might be better than Dak Prescott as a quarterback. And, again, this is Dak's biggest year as an NFL quarterback. But we'll see if he got paid. If he gets paid, I'm hoping he plays on that, uh, you know, on the franchise tag so he can prove it. But we'll see what Jerry and Stephen Jones have in have in mind all right well guru i just want to say thank you again for coming on the show happy father's yes. day um just thank you thank you for coming on we appreciate it hey man i had a blast thank you all right guys any final thoughts before we get off the air yes man just want to um, special special thanks to Dara johnson for coming on the show today especially on a day like this for father's day he on me had a great show with him it was very it was incredible man to come on wow what a what an episode man what a show Daryl Johnson, the guru, thank you for for all the information, the insight. Man, you know, I mean, he knows his, he knows his stuff. Yeah, thank you so much, guru, for coming on. Hopefully, we can have you back on the show soon. Also, quick shout-out to my friend Joe Herrero for hooking us up with some new music. Sounds great. But that's going to go and wrap it up for the East-West Football Podcast. Again, thank you so much for listening. Happy Father's Day, and stay safe. <laughs> Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast, Back to the Arena, The Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock band like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, The Interviews. Electric Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA.